If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Ooh, pig, silly. We're not going to do it three times. That's fucking torture. But yeah. they got a win yesterday. Woo! Well, first of all, welcome to Frank and Beans. Yeah, Frank and Beans. I'm Brian. I'm Beth. And the fucking Razorbacks shut Killed out. Killed it. Killed it. They've had a horrible season. But yeah, they crushed Tulsa yesterday. Oh, we man, were at the them. game. Oh, and we had this wonderful person. <sighs> that angel of a man. Oh, just uh, our guardian angel. We, we, had, we had free tickets. Yeah. And we were in the end zone. Great seats. Amazing seats. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, hey, we got to go up to the club level to get beer. Now, last year, anybody could go in there and get a beer. But this year, you have to have tickets for the club level. And so I asked the sheriff, and he's like, no, you got to be somebody special. <laughs> right. We're <laughs> like, like, well. At least a- I have a soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're like, whoa, pig. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I catch this guy coming out of the bathroom, and I said, hey, man, where do we get beer in this place? And he goes, today is your lucky day. <laughs> and he pulls two club level tickets out of his fucking pocket and just hands it to us. It was so crazy because we had just asked the cop, like, two seconds before that and i just see brian walk up to this guy and i'm like oh my god what is he doing and sure enough he yeah. just made shit happen and it was yeah. so great it was amazing and then we finally got beer yeah which is a, kind of a new thing for uh yeah because like every stadium i've ever been to u of i does not serve yeah, alcohol all collegiate i think they try to avoid that yeah, yeah. but way to go arkansas way to go mm-hmm. on the win so 23 to nothing? 23 to nothing, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was badass. That was awesome. And the dummies, they went for uh, the Tulsa team. They went for, <laughs> it was like fourth and two, and they were in, I mean, they were in the red zone, scoring yeah. opportunity. What, 14 seconds left? Yeah. And got sacked. Got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Right. They could have just kicked the field goal and at least saved a little bit of dignity. But yeah. I mean, at that point... Three you might points, as well go seven for points. It. You're not going to win the game. You might as well practice going for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have anyway. our last episode. Um, it was how to keep them coming back for more. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of we got a lot of good feedback on that. A lot of people like that episode. A lot of good information mm-hmm. um, for both men and women. Yeah, always good. Hopefully, that helps a few people avoid some broken hearts. Yeah, yeah, and just realize that you're. Um, there's there's chemicals going on inside your body. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, don't also, be too needy. Right, for sure. Um, give it a break before you know. Before yeah. you start stressing out about him not calling you back. Sure. Also, still no leads on the pineapple pizza perpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> no idea who that could have been. It still no clues. No clues. But no more pizza. So it's an unsolved mystery. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> We need a soundboard. I know, right? That would have been great timing for that. Um, but what we're going to talk about this week, which we were so excited about because the more we started researching it, <laughs> the weirder it got. And yeah. That is weird sex history. Yeah. And you can really see there's a lot of stuff um, that kind of, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Huh? People used to get down with some weird right. shit. And it like, makes you kind of realize how much, like, how big pr- big of prudes the Puritans were that came to America because it's oh, like, yeah. none of this shit happens. And it's right. almost looked down upon now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, 
you know, you, the, oh, pornography, it's so, like, offensive. It's like, no, uh, wait no. till you read this shit, okay? <laughs> right, right, right. It um, is. What, uh, what was the other thing? There was one thing that we were going to skip. Oh, the BDSM in... Um, oh, yeah, like in, in ancient Israel, Egypt. Egypt, yeah. yeah. And it's like, this is not a new thing. It was, like, in hieroglyphs on the, uh, like, <laughs> oh, on right. the wall of the yeah. pyramid. It was nuts. Yeah. But, um... So, you know, we uh, we took to the internet and found as many weird, crazy sex history facts as we could. And we compiled the best of. <laughs> the best of the best. <laughs> Just for you, audience. The weirdest of the weirdest. The yeah. best of. So, we'll start off with, uh, first, the custom of wife lending. Now, this still happens today. I mean, they, I mean they're swingers. And well, yeah, that's um, true. You know, there's, um, oh, what's the other word for it? They have like a bowl, like the cock holding. That- <laughs> that's a real thing well i mean i know cuckolding is a real thing but i thought it was more like a weird kink where you just like to watch your well sure but isn't that kind of wife lending well, well this- no because okay, wife yeah. lending was like okay Let- so this is back to ancient islam um where basically it was not merely for gaining political or economic leverage it served as an early form of eugenics which I will full disclosure admit I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I think it's uh, I could be wrong, but to keep a, to keep inbreeding out, um, oh, you have okay. to invite. Uh, the, oh, gotcha! Like the Amish, yeah, the, yeah. The Amish do this today, yeah. to where they invite. They adopt like they'll adopt kids just mm-hmm. to get like new bloodline in. Yeah, yeah. I think that's eugenics. I could be wrong. Okay, Correct so us on our Facebook, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was practiced mostly by families of low rank who wanted more prestigious offspring to ennoble their line. Uh, but husbands didn't want to lend their wives to just anybody, only men of distinction who possessed desirable attributes were allowed to have sex with another man's wife. The goal, to impregnate her. <laughs> children born out of this custom were considered the children of the husband, not the biological father. Interesting. And we read, I mean, to kind of sum it up real quick, it was if the if the husband didn't ejaculate during the time that he was wife lending, the child was considered his mm-hmm. and not the guy who was banging his wife. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then he they... had to abstain from sex during the time his wife lived with another man. Or else that child would be a bastard, I yeah. assume. How weird. Where they came up with that little like right. loophole. Like, who, like, what was this meeting like? You know, like, all right. <laughs> right. We got to make some ground rules here, guys. This is getting out of control. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Everybody's just fucking everybody's wife. We can't keep track of these kids. Right. What the hell is going on? Right. It's time to get serious about wife, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, on to number two. This is arguably one of the most disturbing for me. And I'm 100% going to mispronounce this, but, well, the the title is Cretan Kidnapping. Mm -hmm. Um, Pederasty was big in ancient Greece in a time when universities and schools were not yet thought of, tutoring by way of pederasty. Is that not like pedophile? Pederist? No, no, no. Okay. Pedophile is a pedophile. Well, I understand that, but I mean, as the story goes on. Tutoring, by the way, of, so like, it's like, Pedagogy is teaching children. Okay. So this is, I guess, some somewhere in the middle. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so it was the primary form of educating the youth and passing on important manly skills like hunting and warfare. <laughs> yes, manly skills. <laughs> manly skills indeed. Um, for the ancient Cretans, however, pederasty was less academic and more along the lines of pseudo rape, kidnapping, and a romantic camping getaway. <laughs> How do those? fit in the same sentence how do they fit in the same sentence well 
Since the Greeks, especially the Cretans, were heavily into theater, the courtship phase of the whole thing, like, courtship usually presumes consent, by the way, which this seems True. very... Anyway, the courtship phase... Well, there um, was a... Yeah, there's a little consent coming up, isn't yeah, there? Of the whole affair was highly ritualized, and any deviation from it was strongly condemned. It went like this. A Cretan man, having sighted a potential lover, would first note a boy, notify the boy's friends that he intended to have the boy as his lover. Um, the This formal proposal was necessary in order to give the boy an opportunity to hide if he did not want the man or to prepare himself for what came next. Right. So that's kind of, I mean, it's not consent, but it's like he had the option to, to, hide. to hide. Or start stretching that beehole. hole <laughs> Um, okay, so after several days had elapsed, the Aristes would then seek out the Eromenes, I'm sorry, guys, uh, and kidnap him in the presence of his friends. They, in turn, would give chase and try to retrieve their friend. The chase was not only was only considered over when the Eromenos was taken to the kidnapper's Andreon. It's his common mess. I'm guessing back to his house. Um, with this part of the courtship done, the Aristes would then take the Aramanos to the countryside so that they could have some quality time together. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> it was common practice to have the boy's friends come along as well. Who wouldn't want to be part of that? Why not? <laughs> At this point... The time away from civilization was spent in masculine pursuits like hunting, feasting, fishing, and sex. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does it start over again? This time away from civilization was spent in masculine pursuits like hunting, feasting, fishing, and sex. How did who missed the opportunity of feasting, fishing, and fornication? Or fucking, yeah. Yeah, the three F's of what is this of called? Ma- masculine pursuits. Of, of Cretan kidnapping? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> however, the whole romantic getaway... <laughs> I can't believe it. You're, like, <laughs> trying to pretend this is romantic in any way. Um, was only allowed to last for a couple of months. <laughs> my goodness. Just a couple That's of it. months. Summer loving habits <laughs> of <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, my God. Anything more meant severe censure. Upon their return, the Eramanos was then presented by his Erastes with expensive gifts, which usually included a soldier's uniform, oxen, a drinking cup, and fine clothes. All right. Yeah. Anyway, this is, yeah, it just gets weirder. Um, we should just move on from that. Yeah, this is yeah, making yeah. me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, next. <laughs> next is that. It is titled Fellatio Comes from the Gods. You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> I mean, I like to think of myself as a god, so. Anyway, the earliest accounts of Fellatio dates back to the ancient Egyptian myth of the resurrection of Osiris. This- we don't have to go into the whole story of that, do well, we? Well, I mean, but. It- the guy was killed by his brother or something and right oh and she was unable to find he he took like basically they he like cut up his body and hit it and she was looking for his body and the only thing she couldn't find was his penis yeah she made a penis out of clay penis out of clay blew life back into it that's uh, yeah fellatio is blowing life back into me (laughs) 
<laughs> but the best part of this is that Egyptians, along with the ancient Phoenicians, who were among the first to use red lipstick as a way to advertise their expertise in giving oral pleasing. There you go. Which is hilarious because I am right now wearing red lipstick. <laughs> Beth is never without red lipstick. I, honestly, yeah. <laughs> it just gives a whole new meaning to that. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that's funny. And it was funny because they also say, unlike the Egyptians, however, the ancient Romans were strongly against fellatio, seeing it as a vice worse than anal sex. Oh. something, And there was something, too, about, like, it was rumored that oh, people yeah, who yeah. gave uh, fellatio... There was even a widespread belief among the Romans that fellators, the ones giving, had bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's probably true. I mean, I knew they had baths back then, but, you know, you they would... They would bathe maybe once a week or something like that. So yeah. you probably did have bad breath. This is also funny. This practice of shunning known flaters might have been aggravated by the fact that the Roman form of social greeting or salute was a kiss on the lips. Oh. A smooch. <laughs> a smooch. Mwah. And nobody wants that. No one wants penis mouth on yeah, their mouth. Yeah, nobody wants that post Get that blow dick job. mouth away from me. <laughs> right. Nobody wants that post blowjob kiss on the lips. No way. No way. I mean, unless... Snowballers. <laughs> Unless you're into that sort of thing. Uh, if that's your thing. You're like, go brush your teeth, girl. <laughs> Don't kiss me afterwards. Okay. On to dildos. <laughs> On to dildos. Lots of information about dildos. Yeah. The oldest sex toy ever found was a stone dildo dated to around 26,000 years ago. Ouch. I mean, talk about so rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> I also love these crazy little like idols that they have. They're like these tiny wooden men with dongs that are just like <laughs> six times their size. Exactly. Like their whole body size. Um Yeah, I love it. it's like, but how prevalent was the use of sex toys in ancient civilization? It seems very is the answer. <laughs> Bitches were crazy. Um, a fabulous account coming from Egypt tells us that Cleopatra was the first ever to use a vibrator. This was interesting. This was crazy. <laughs> you can count me the fuck out on this one. How did Cleopatra get a vibrator? You might. Ask? I mean, what, what is the uh, what is the saying? Like, invention is the the mother of necessity. Necessity is the mother of invention. Okay, so here we go. Oof! Not satisfied with the usual dildo. <laughs> Cleopatra was said to have a vibrator made using a hollow gourd filled with live bees. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how long they lasted in there. Like, how often did she have to change her batteries? You know, bees don't live forever. Bees in the trap. Bees in the trap. (laughs) Talk about honey potting. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, my God. I can't with this. Thank God for modern technology in that arena. No doubt. Because you can count me out. (laughs) I I noticed um, it's further down on our list, but um, we can go ahead and wrap this into dildos. Oh, yeah. Um, But dildo actually got its name from Doe, D-O-U-G-H. Yeah, they were using... Made with dill, D-I-L-L. Honestly, they said that they were making dildos out of like... Breadsticks. Breadsticks, like... Like hard, <laughs> stale bread. Yeah. 
So think about that when you go to the Olive Garden. I mean, imagine the number of yeast infections. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. I can't. I'm Next sorry. time I see somebody take breadsticks from Olive Garden to go. Yeah. I got questions about that. Right. So many questions. Stick them in the freezer. <laughs> Are you going to Olive Garden? <laughs> It does sound good. I'm I'm very hungry right now. <laughs> we were walking back from the football <laughs> game yesterday and like some car just full of dumb drunk girls was like, Hey, are you guys going to Olive Garden? <laughs> oh. I was like, Yeah, girl, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a weird fucking question. But I I, I There's so, no there's no Olive Garden in that area. No, and I answered it real cool until I fell <laughs> off of like there was a step right in front of me that I did not see and And that was the first one. You did it again. I did. Well, anyway. Newsflash, I'm clumsy. Um, <laughs> okay, the next is top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality in today's society is largely defined as the sexual attraction between same sex. The ancient Greeks and Romans, however, did not share this concept. In fact, oh, first burp of the podcast. Yep. <laughs> in fact, our idea of same sex sexual behavior is so different from theirs that there is no direct Latin or ancient Greek word for homos. Excuse me, gosh. That was three burps. That's sponsorship. No, it was like, that was, um, I don't know, it was like a... Sponsorship opportunities. (laughs) The last one wasn't a burp. It was like my throat was... Oh. Anyway, so there's no Latin or ancient Greek word for homosexual. Interesting. Yeah, some people argue that arsenokoides is Greek for gay, but most scholars agree that the word was first recorded in the Bible. And it's unlikely that it was used to designate homosexuality in the modern sense. Back then, gay sex raised no eyebrows as long as it did not stray from their cultural views on masculinity. Due to this concept, a masculine man must always take the dominant role when it comes to sex. It was all right to have gay relationships as long as there was no one penetrating or as long as there was no penetration involved or you were the one doing the penetrating. However, this liberality toward gay sex did not extend to the passive partner. To be the bottom guy was something abominable in the eyes of our ancient forebears, for it meant that he had surrendered control and was taking on a feminine role. All right. So power bottoms were a no-go in the ancient world. Well, I think power bottoms, they're bringing it back. Power bottom, they're, they're bringing it back. They're getting that masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about I mean, the yeah. gay and homosexual lifestyles. Um, but yeah, you know what? There's, but, and I think today, um, when I was in Iraq... There's no shame in it now. Yeah, there was no shame in it. Um, and it was the women were for procreation and the men were for fun. So like when the guys would get together and you know hang out, I mean, they were fucking each other. Wait, hold on a second. You said back when you were in the army, so... You might want to clarify. Well, I said Iraq. A- Back when I was in Iraq, the Iraqis would. Right. Right. Not the actual military. I didn't. But. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. But it, yeah, the, the women were for procreation and the men were for fun. <laughs> Something about, you, you know, it's like that weird, you know, you're not supposed to enjoy sex thing that they have going on. That's why they were burning God, that's weird. I know. Why it's did not I the same crack. Yeah. It's pissed off, Brian, really. Yeah. Um, but that's why they're like um, taking hot pokers to women's clitorises to 
desensitize the feeling. Sex oh is not supposed God. to be enjoyable. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So, I mean, kind of the same thing, but I don't know how they felt about top and bottom. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. And I mean, does that kind of, you know more about gay culture than I do. Does yeah. that does that connotation still kind of hold true? No, not where... at all, actually. Okay. You know, like, there, it's funny. There was this whole episode of RuPaul's Drag Race one time where, um, <laughs> like, one of the games that they were playing is, like, they had to guess whether or not... They, they have these little models on the show called the Pit Crew. Mm-hmm. And um, so... One of the games that they had to do is like they had to guess if the guy was like a top or a bottom. Okay. And like almost every single one of them like admitted that they loved being a bottom. They were okay. They were power bottom. So yeah. all right. They're taking the the power back. Yeah. In power they put the power in power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm yeah, we're glad that that doesn't really exist anymore. Sure. Um the next is Mandatory prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the rituals of the ancient Assyrians, um, well, he wrote that in ancient Assyria, it was not only legal, but mandatory for all unmarried women to prostitute themselves. The Assyrians were very devoted to the culture of Aphrodite, or Mylitta Ishtar, as the Assyrians called her. They believed that in order for a woman to receive her grace, she must have sex with a stranger in Aphrodite's temple. Every woman in the Assyrian Empire, from the highest member of the society down to the lowest, had to present herself at least once in her lifetime to the Temple of Aphrodite for this sacred rite. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mandatory prostitution. I mean, I'm trying to see. I feel like there was another interesting part on this one. Yeah, there was something about... Oh, this was it. Okay. <laughs> the Greek historian Herodotus noticed the drawback of this ritual, remarking that the tall and fair women got to go home first, but the ugly ones usually had to stay behind much longer, <laughs> sometimes for years. Oh, <laughs> that's so... Oh, it's so sad. Poor ugly ones. Aww. So what was the purpose of this? Um, just like as a, as it, a rite like of a passage? It's like a rite of passage, yeah, okay. yeah. There was something about how the man would just come up and throw money in her he, lap. Yeah, he would tell, you know, um, once a man found a woman he liked, he would toss money in her lap and say, I demand thee in the name of my Lita. After they performed ritual intercourse, the woman was deemed holy in the eyes of the goddess, but could no longer be forced or bribed for sex. How interesting. What? How, I mean, how does that work? I was like, Brian, do not use that as your next pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a woman, money at a woman and be like, I demand thee in the name of mine. <laughs> She'd be like, what the fuck is this guy on? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm kind of surprised that on these lists, uh, Caligula didn't show up. Caligula? Yeah, he was, um, he was a Roman... Caesar or something like that, Roman Empire, blah, 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 blah. Um, they made a movie about him, and the only the only person who would pick it up was Hustler, because he was that crazy. Get out! No, he appointed um, he appointed a horse as a senator, and he, he had this whole thing to where um, the first night that women got, the, that a couple got married, the, the woman had to sleep with him first, and he would just have orgies and just a crazy oh motherfucker. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't show up on many of these. Yeah. On any of these. Well, at least the three that we looked at. I mean, there was enough in those sure. three that we were like, oh, okay. It's a good movie. Check it out. Yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell, I think. Malcolm McDowell. Um, the guy who played um, in Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
He's into real weird roles. Yeah, he is. I kind of like it. Anyway, uh, the next is everyone's favorite, bestiality. Uh, Let's spend as little time on this as possible. Yeah, the practice (laughs) of having sex with animals is as ancient as it gets. A carving on a bone rod. (laughs) What is a bone rod? Um I'm going to start calling penises. (laughs) (laughs) Dated to be 25,000 years old, shows a lioness licking the opening of either a huge penis or a vagina. Oh, my God. Interesting. (laughs) Another early depiction of bestiality was a picture of a man having sex with a donkey found on a cave painting in Italy from the 7th century B.C. Bestiality in ancient times was common enough that even the Bible had to mention it specifically promising death for those who were caught yeah yeah don't fuck your dog no don't it's not cool disgusting yeah there's a lot more weird stuff too where it's like uh (laughs) i forgot this one (laughs) roman women were known to have kept snakes for sexual purposes. That just seems dangerous. I cannot deal. First the bees, now the snakes. This right. is just out of control. Just uh, That's too dangerous. I can't deal with that information. Okay. And they said it's even a center of attraction at the Colosseum and Circus Maximus, where men and women were brought in to be raped by animals. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? I have no idea. They this, were fucked up back then. They were so fucked up back then. No matter what you're seeing on the internet now, it ain't as weird as this shit. I'll tell you what. All right. Let's move on. Um, Oh, so this is just sort of a fun fact. The first cock ring ever was made out of what, Brian? Oh, the most disgusting thing ever. Was it a... um Oh, it was a goat eyelashes. (laughs) That's right. Oh, and the Uh, picture is horrifying. The the picture is pretty creepy. Uh, we'll post it on Facebook. Oh god, <laughs> no, I don't won't. think we will. No, we uh, won't. It's pretty okay. bad though. Just trust us. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Uh, along those same lines, the first. Oh, we already talked about the dildos made of stone, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think next is hardcore pornography photos. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this was funny. Um, it's like as soon as we figured out how to take pictures, yeah, the as, first thing we did was <laughs> naked Almost pictures. as soon as cameras were invented, people started taking nude photos and selling them as postcards. <laughs> Many showed penetrative intercourse as well and non-standard sexual practices like lesbianism. You wouldn't, you certainly wouldn't want to accidentally post any of them to your mom. <laughs> oh, Dear mom. <laughs> Things are going great here at camp. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Victorian doctors used to masturbate their patients. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I can't. I'll be. I'm going to wake up laughing about this tomorrow. Women's hysteria, i.e. anxiety, irritability, nervousness, and other symptoms of being a woman. (laughs) With few rights in a in a restrictive patriarchal society, was seen as a serious problem during the Victorian period, but doctors discovered these symptoms could be temporarily relieved with a pelvic finger massage, that if done correctly would induce a hysterical paroxysm, orgasm. I'm guessing that means. 
I mean, it makes sense if 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 you're not ejaculate if you're not uh, if you're not having an orgasm. What were the symptoms? Yeah, um, anxiety, irritability, nervousness. Yeah. I also love how it's like another symptoms of being with with a few rights in a restricted society. Like fucking sexism, (laughs) goddamn sexism. I'm so sick and tired of it. Someone get over here and jerk me off, okay? (laughs) Oh, that's kind of cool though that you could go to the the doctor and just get jerked off. I wonder if that was covered under their insurance. (laughs) Hello, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Right. I'm having a lot of symptoms of being a woman. <laughs> I just can't tell you how much of a woman I'm being today. I, I mean, need to get jerked off. She's so anxious, so irritable, so nervous. Do you do you have any suggestions? Hello, one eight hundred doctors. Do you have anyone willing to cure my symptoms of being a woman? I wonder if that's ever been like a diagnosis on uh, WebMD or something like that. I'm irritable. I'm a woman. You need to get jerked off. <laughs> right. It says right here, honey. Right. It says right here. Right. The web, it's got to be true if it's on the internet. Right. You need to find the G spot. <laughs> yeah. Do right. your do your research. Get to work. It's for, it's for medical science. Next um, one was uh, sex guidebooks being sold in London in the 18th century. Yeah, this was funny. Which was basically kind of like maybe the Tinder of ye old England. <laughs> Yeah, because here's the thing. It's not like a guidebook like you might be thinking where it's like, oh, this is how you, you know, how you do it. It's more like it was uh, the guides contained prices, ages, appearances, techniques, reviews, and the sort of activities the women were willing to do. Sure. So it was like Yelp for prostitutes. Yeah, because prostitution <laughs> was legal back then. So, yeah, they they published the guidebook. I like, like it. The, yeah. I like it. It's like a, it's like auto trader, <laughs> <laughs> right? What but year, bitches. make and model are you looking for? <laughs> what add-ons are you looking for? What would you like it to to do? What kind of performance level? Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Um. Oh. Next was the uh, impotence, impotence trials. trials. This is so cool. This is actually really funny. I like this because um. So there were very. F- few ways a woman could divorce her husband in the 1500s in France. But there was one deal breaker. They were allowed an annulment if they could prove that their husband couldn't get it up. These tests took place in court. A man would have to make himself ejaculate in front of a jury (laughs) and potentially have sex with his wife, too. That's like the biggest fuck you. Oh, my God. Um, You didn't like... The porridge I made tonight, I'm going to make you jack off in front of oh, yeah. a jury and a judge. Because no matter what, even if he, even if he proves to be innocent, you he st- still had to jerk off in front of an entire <laughs> jury full of people. Oh. Like, that seems reasonable. Right. <laughs> I think that's a... Is he impotent? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Right. I think that was a big like power woman fuck you back at that time. Hell oh, you're yeah. going to hit me? You're not going to bring home the money to support this household? Go jerk off in front of a court. You're going to loan me out to some other dude? Right. Watch this, motherfucker. It's fucking peppermint petty <laughs> type shit, and I like it. I love it. What so do we got funny. next? Uh, condoms were made from uh, animal intestines. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, shit. Okay, hang on. This one I have to go back. Uh, um, you're fine. I think we can 
we can spend a little time on that. I think a lot of people knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the lining of the intestines. They were able to to make condoms of it. What was the year that that happened? Was that... Um, um, they didn't say. They just said that it was the uh, Romans. Oh, no, wait. Uh, there are many things for which we can thank medical science. Uh, one of these is the invention of latex. Um, the Romans, however, did not have the privilege. Their condoms were made from more unsavory materials, such as anal intestines and bladders. They don't say a year, though. But No, it doesn't say a year. just as the Romans. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Yeah. Long time ago. Right. Um, this one was interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. That. Autoerotic asphyxiation. If you were born, yeah, it was used to cure erectile dysfunction. How about that? If you were born after the 19th century, then congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) You have the privilege of modern medicine to cure many of your ailments, such as erectile dysfunction. If you weren't, that's too bad, considering the only cure for erectile dysfunction in the 17th century was autoerotic asphyxiation, the act of choking yourself to achieve orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I, I, I wonder... I'm going to have to give that a shot. <laughs> Brian. I just can't end up like uh, David Carradine. Oh, my God. Who was it? You and I that were like, <laughs> we were like, here's our million dollar idea. We've got to come up with a device that is like when people are doing autoerotic asphyxiation. It like it has like a monitor on you, hmm. so that if for some reason you get to the point where your pulse goes below a certain beat or like you stop breathing, like it's a safety ah. for an autoerotic species. We're like too many celebrities are dying from <laughs> jerking off tied up to a ceiling fan. This has to stop. <laughs> that wasn't me, but that that is a good. I mean, I know who it was. It was my friend Laura. <laughs> So the story is even funnier because I am in Nashville with my friend Kenny and <laughs> I'm telling Kenny this story about how we have come up with this device or the idea for this device where, you know, it's like a safety for autoerotic asphyxiation. And um, we're like, all we need is an engineer. And me and Kenny happen to be on our way to a pool party where his friend was an engineer, and he's like, dude, the cloud has got this. Yeah, his friend's name is the cloud. (laughs) But he's like, the cloud has got this. So we get there. I'm meeting his friends for the first time that are in Nashville because we, you know, my first time visiting there. And he's like, Beth, this is the cloud, cloud Beth. Oh, by the way. BT dubs. We need your help on that. (laughs) what did he come up with? Because I've got an idea already. He, well, he he didn't. He he like I guess said some. He didn't have specifics, but he said oh, it okay. can be done. Okay, because what I'm thinking of is like um, the blood pressure cuff. Yeah, that you know will expand, right, and then constrict your airflow and blood flow. Yeah, uh, but it would be able to sense your blood pressure, and then at a certain mm-hmm. point that it drops below, it would release. Hmm. That's my idea. I know nothing about this I know stuff. nothing about this stuff, but it was <laughs> hilarious. What do we got next? Okay, what do we got next? Oh, this is one of my favorites because I grew up in the Catholic Church. So um, the Catholic Church's goal was to make sure that procreation was kept as pure as possible. This meant any sort of deviancy was out of the question. 
in order to regulate this, they came up with the missionary position. <laughs> I wonder as- what's so like pure about the missionary position. Like, the, why that became the official position of the Catholic Church. Because no one is having fun doing that. It's so boring. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that weird eye contact. Right. And, and you're just laying there. And, uh, and Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and, but also, the fucking hilarious part is, is that the picture in the article is like, a dude and a dude on top of each other yeah. in missionary position wearing black pants and white shirt and ties. Like, they look like some LDS. Like We saw a cult. I mean, it yeah. was like everybody at the game, not everybody, but most mm-hmm. people were wearing just white, plain white t-shirts and black pants. And it was very strange. It was so weird. And then you said that, and right as soon as you said that, the, the people in front of us had kids wearing The, the little boy was wearing, like, black sweatpants. Both the little boys were. It was so bizarre. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Maybe it was LDS. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my God. This next one is my absolute favorite. <laughs> Penis shoes were all the rage <laughs> in the Middle Ages. <laughs> the words Middle Ages evoke scenes of... Lush pastoral farmlands, knights, kings, and chivalry. But they weren't exactly as rose-tinted as you might think. One popular fashion of Northern Europe at the time was to wear pointed shoes called poulains. <laughs> the pointier they were, the larger your penis size was believed to be. <laughs> wear them pointy. They're the most ridiculous shoes ever. We will post a picture of this. Yeah, those are the penis shoes are so incredible. Like... Like elf shoes, yeah. <laughs> just straight up elf shoes. So weird. My phone died. I can't keep up with the list. Oh, crap. Okay. We already talked about breadsticks as dildos. Um, oh, this one is interesting too. Okay. So um, the Greeks believed lettuce was an anti-aphrodisiac. God damn, yeah, for sure it is. Yeah. Okay. Buy me a salad. There's nothing that's going to make me more sad and unhorny. Okay? No. No, no, no. <sighs> yeah, gross. But it's funny because they're like, uh, in fact, a healthy sex life was so integral to the Greek lifestyle, they had to maintain a careful diet in order to keep up their sexual appetite. On the list of foods not to eat was lettuce, as they believed it would make an erection wither. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They're like, they're, we they're just can't wrong. take that chance. They're we not cannot wrong. take that chance. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. Because it makes you sad. Um, <laughs> another really funny one here is that Romans made anti-erection ointment out of what, Brian? What was it? Uh, rat droppings? Mouse droppings. Mouse droppings. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get my dick up either if there's rat shit all over my my dick. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, honestly. like, And just- who's going to come near you? No woman. No woman. No woman. That's why these women had bad breath. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. We need to have a gag sponsor as well. Honestly. Okay. So here's our very last one. (laughs) This is so weird. I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard. Graham crackers were used to ward off lust. I don't know how that works. I don't know what the... (laughs) The science behind that is. Yeah, well, what it is, is the modern graham cracker was first made in the 19th century by a Presbyterian minister named Sylvester Graham. Graham believed that a poor, unhealthy diet was the root of lust, 
Ain't that the motherfucking truth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like beer and sushi. Pizza. And and pizza, <laughs> yeah. Hot dogs. No wonder I'm horny all the time. <laughs> this makes so much sense. They may be onto something here. Um, and went on to create a methodology to live a better sinless life. And those that followed him were called Grammites. He believed that white flour was unhealthy in making bread and therefore devised a way to make it with whole wheat, which became graham bread. He also believed that a diet made up of graham bread and water would be enough to stave off sexual temptations. It's like the Atkins diet of the 19th century. Oh, my God. He was so far ahead of his time. Yeah, except I can't believe that graham crackers date back that far. It's interesting. I would have never known. I just thought they were only made for s'mores. Yeah. Specifically. Uh, see, we, we got one over on you, Sylvester Graham. We're gonna right. we're gonna make your stupid dry. Ooh, we're fucking... gonna put marshmallows and chocolate mm-hmm. all over that SOB. Yeah, and we're gonna get that lustful diet back yeah. into our system. And sticky and mm, mm, gooey and yeah. warm and yeah. <laughs> and hot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Sylvester Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> He's rolling over in his grave right now. If anyone has any other use for a graham cracker, I'd like to know it. Right. When the fuck has anyone <laughs> eaten a graham cracker when it wasn't a s'more, by right. the way? Mm, no. Never. Never. Yeah. Anyway. Well, <laughs> so that was uh, weird sex that history. That was weird sex history. That was a lot of fun. I mean. Yeah, it's something goofy and kind of something to break up the. The, the monotony. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can only talk about sex and relationships so much we do um this is episode 20 we do have oh it's our 20th anniversary i know do you know what today is it's our anniversary you don't remember that song no not at all oh my god it was like a 90s r&b song okay um i think for episode 25 we've got some built up but we need a little bit more of the uh, listener emails. We want to answer your questions. Yeah. Um, about sex, dating, relationships, marriage. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. Ask our opinion. Ask, uh, you know, anything. Maybe we should put it on Reddit as an AMA. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, I guess it's on for time for shout outs. Our very first shout out today is to my new friend, Mike, a.k.a. Snacks, who has the top 10 ranking comedy podcast on iTunes, Guilty by Association. I met him at my work conference this last week. We became good old pals. He is so super funny and so is the show. You guys will love it. So definitely check out Guilty by Association. It's hilarious. If you're looking for which one it is, because there are a few, it's the one with like like big heads superimposed into silly stuff. Um, <laughs> it's good times, though. It was really funny. There's this whole bit he does about him finding a ski suit as a big man and skiing in general. And <laughs> I about lost my fucking shit. It's really good, though. Um, also, Trash Blood Podcast. Trash Blood by uh, Zach Slusher. Yeah. Local comedian and uh, Comedians NWA. Yeah. Trash Blood's a good epi- a good, uh, good podcast. Po- podcast to listen to, um, especially the episode with Beth and I on it. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Get those numbers back up. Yeah. Our, rec- <laughs> our record was beaten. Was it really? Yeah. Who the fuck beat our record? Um, it was the one that came out on Monday. Oh, with Kyle Shut. Uh, Shut. Yeah. 
the guy from that band yeah yeah and um whatever he did open for metallica so i guess he's fair enough yeah but he 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 beat us on the um on the weekly listen like he had the most weekly listens i don't know if he's beat us for the all time he's not over 200 okay well, fuck him then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen to Trash Ball, though. It's a great show. Um, also, Sam Hunt. Yeah. Definitely check her out. And she does Sam- our theme Samantha song. Samantha Hunt, because Samantha Hunt, because I did see where there is a musician named Sam Hunt. Is there? And it, a fairly popular. Oh, I think it's like a shitty country singer, though. Yeah. yeah Samantha Hunt is Samantha way better Hunt, than way him. Way better. Oh, my God. She put that post, that, remember oh, that picture? Yeah. She put on Facebook where it's like black and white and her like in his sexy 80s. Workout Sweatshirt outfit, and like, like the, laying on a couch. Mm, mm, Oof. Hunt. Mm. Anyway, yes. Definitely look her up. <laughs> Brian, put your boner away. <laughs> He's wearing sweatpants too. He's a wicked sweatpants boner right now. <laughs> Those pants are yours now, Brian. <laughs> He's wearing sweatpants I gave him. Um, anyway, uh, Samantha Hunt, definitely check her out. Um, also, my two new comedian friends that I met by performing with them last night, Carter the Power. Uh, he is so hilariously funny. Um, check him out on Instagram, Carter the Power. Facebook. Lots of energy on the stage. That's what I really like. Yeah, about yeah. He never answered my question. Like if I, if, you know, he was making the crowd guess his race. Oh, and yeah. I was the only one to guess, and I. All right. He never told me if I was right or not. And then he said both his parents were white, and we're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" yeah anyway i'll have to get back with him on that but anyway carter the power definitely check him out he's so funny and garrett smalley he was also very funny um yeah and i think that's it for shout outs i think so um we haven't put any work into it we're both very busy yeah and by busy it's like we spent four hours at the uh football game yesterday <laughs> and then another two hours at the bar afterwards and then another three hours yeah. taking a nap after that but then i had to perform <laughs> that night so i had to get my shit together so but we need we do need to get our shit together with um podcasting against domestic violence part yes. two i really want to sure. get that moving. And, and instagram and twitter right yeah 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 because we know that. you young kids love the insta and the twits but if anybody listening would like to help us out um coordinating or you know Finding or a sponsor? sponsor, yeah, finding sponsors or a venue for because we're not doing it at Bentonville. Hell, Brewing, hell no, no, no. Um, if anybody wants to help us, we definitely need some help because we've yeah. got. Oh, it'd be nice to do it like November twenty first. Um, I might be out of town then. Okay, because that's Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I we can do it the first second week in December. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah, um, but yeah, if anybody wants to help us out with that, please, we need we need charity as much event help. for the Northwest Arkansas Women's Shelter. Yeah, we did one in May; cause. it was amazing, and we want to do it again because it went so well. So yeah, for sure. Um, and Christmas time is an important time of year for families. Like yeah, that, so and that's got to be heartbreaking to spend Christmas with your kids in a in a women's shelter. That's yeah. going to be terrible. Yeah. Um. So any. I, so I, know, I think comedians in WA might actually go and do present wrapping. I know yeah. Laura Weeder half talked about it and. We might try to get a group of us together to go wrap presents for kids. Oh, that'd Christmas. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you need, we need help with that. Um, I think this is the first episode we've done where we haven't said the email 16 times. So yeah. FNBpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. FNBpodcast like at gmail.com. The letters FNB. Yeah. Frank November Bravo. Yeah. Podcast. At gmail.com. Also, get at our Facebook inbox if you didn't oh, yeah. write that down. Yep. 
Follow us on Facebook. Um, Send us your burning questions. Absolutely. Your topic ideas. What do you want to hear us talk about? Yeah. Unless you just want to hear us ramble about uh, weird sex history, because we will. We will. We're going to. You guys, Brian is wearing a tuxedo (laughs) t-shirt and my sweatpants right now. (laughs) I I like to keep it classy. I just realized how hilarious that was. (laughs) (laughs) I like to keep it classy. Anyway. Um, Yeah. And whatever platform you're listening to us on, uh, like us. Rate us. Yeah. Rate us. Share um, with your friends. Subscribe. I know if you subscribe on iTunes, every time we release an episode, you'll get get a notification about it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Give us a five-star rating while you're there. Yeah. And type some words. Give us like a real rating. What do you like about the show? What don't you like about the show? Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. We want to know. I'm going to ramble forever. (laughs) Let's just drop off. Come on now. (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's time for football. So um, take care, you little Franks and Beanies. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies.